could vanquish the war horse or silence the warrior's rage while riding the lowly back of a donkey. No other king could break the dominion of darkness, the tyranny of evil, with a reign of grace and a kingdom of peace. No other king could give his life for the redemption of rebels, his wealth to welcome the outcast. Jesus is that king, the king of glory, son of the living God. Not just another king, not just another prophet, not just another teacher. He was the one the world had been waiting for, the one to deliver us from captivity, the son of David and Abraham's chosen seed. He is the goal of the Mosaic law, Yahweh in the flesh. He is the one to establish God's reign and rule, to heal the sick, give sight to the blind, freedom to the prisoners, and proclaim good news to the poor. This Jesus was the creator come to earth and the beginning of a new creation. He embodied the covenant, fulfilled the commandments, and reversed the curse. This Jesus is the Christ that God spoke of to the serpent, the one prefigured to Noah in the flood, the one promised to Abraham, the one guaranteed to Moses before he died, the one promised to David during his reign, the one revealed to Isaiah as a suffering servant, the one predicted through the prophets and prepared for through John the Baptist. He is the Father's Son, Savior of the world, and substitute for our sins, more love more holy and more wonderfully terrifying than we ever thought possible. He is our Jesus, and there is no other king like him. He is our God, our glory, our victorious Savior. There is no other king like him. There is no other king. Well, happy Resurrection Weekend. This started for us with drive-through communion on Good Friday and is continuing into Saturday and Sunday. There is no resurrection without a crucifixion, but there power of the crucifixion lies in Jesus's ability to not be held down by what attempted to hinder him. I want to encourage you as we enter into this Easter message and then believing that Jesus was resurrected for 40 days and 50 days from now, 50 days from the Passover is Pentecost Sunday where we will celebrate the presence of the Holy Spirit being poured out and believe God for doing the same for us. I want to encourage you to begin this Sunday. Open your YouVersion Bible app. We have chosen just a four-day. We made it easy. We started with a four-day Bible devotional called The Case for the Resurrection of Christ. Case for the Resurrection of Christ. It is by R-Z-I-M. That is Ravi Zachariah International Ministry. I want you to go to that and I want you to join it. I want you to send it to your friends. I want you to invite other people and read through that four-day devotional as we go into 40 days of preparation, landing on the 50th day, Pentecost 
50th day after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I was asked earlier this week what my message would be about this weekend, and and I responded. I gave them an answer of what the message would be, and then the person that asked me said, well, are you going to be addressing the the issues that we're facing, the the virus, uh, specifically the COVID-19, and the challenges that we're all facing because of this virus, how is your message going to address hope or give hope in these times? And my response to that question is the same, uh, I hope, as every week. And that response is that our hope is in Him no matter what situation or circumstance we're facing. That in Jesus' name, we're no more bound by the things of this world than our Savior was the grave that tried to hold him down. Last week, we celebrated the triumphal entry of Jesus. In Luke chapter 19, verse 41, we see that Jesus would move from this triumphal entry on what we celebrate as Palm Sunday And he would begin to draw nearer to the center of Jerusalem. The Bible says in verse 41 of Luke chapter 19, And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it. Which is odd because he was just being celebrated by some of these people. And now he is weeping over the city that he sees. Verse 42 says, saying, would that you, even you, would that you, even you had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you to the ground, you and your children within, and they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you you did not know the time because you did not know the time of your visitation. I've seen so many people over the years, just my short tenure in ministry, so many people not recognize the time of their visitation. And this Easter, This resurrection weekend, I am inviting you right now to recognize the time of your visitation, no matter where you're listening from or when you're listening to this message. My invitation to you was his invitation to the people of Jerusalem. Recognize your visitation. Jesus wept over the city because he saw that the city would turn to rebellion instead of turning to repentance. He saw himself betrayed in the garden by one of his closest followers. He saw the choice of the city in Pilate's courtyard. He saw himself being flogged, crucified, wrapped, and placed in a tomb. I believe it's possibly, from my perspective, even safe to say that Jesus saw within a hundred years of his resurrection that the physical temple would be destroyed. Within a hundred years of his resurrection, he saw the Roman Empire overpower what was left of the Jews. He saw those people become hemmed in in fear, and they acted out of fear instead of calling out in faith. I believe it's possible. Easter of 2020 that Jesus looked forward and he saw America. He saw us as a nation 
renouncing our biblical worldview and calling immature and outdated what Scripture calls morality and truth. I believe that the question hovers over our lives this Easter. What will I choose? Which crowd will I follow? Perhaps an even better question, who will I choose? You know, the story as Jesus entered into Jerusalem, ultimately he would end up in the garden of Gethsemane. He would pray, Father, not my will, but thine. And he would be so overcome with the angst and anticipation of the cross and God turning his face away from him for the first time in his existence that he would sweat blood. Move forward and we see Jesus in the courtyard of Pilate, and that's where we pick up, and that's where we'll preach today. Matthew chapter 27, verse 15. Now at the feast, that's the feast of Passover, they had made a spectacle of this time. There was a lot that went into this season. At the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted, and they had then a notorious prisoner named Barabbas. Verse 17, so when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, listen to the words of Pilate, whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? Recognize, note right here, that Pilate, even Pilate, recognized Jesus as the Christ. But recognizing him as the Christ and confessing him as Lord of my life are not the same thing. Verse 18, for he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Verse 19, besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife, he should have listened to the intuition of his bride, his wife sent a word to him, have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priest and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, which of the two do you want me to release? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, then what shall I do with Jesus who is called the Christ? They all said, let him be crucified. And he said, why? What evil has he done? But when he questioned, they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. We are evaluating this Easter. The moment that the crowd decided that they would rather have Barabbas than the beloved. The crowd shouted at their choice, give us Barabbas. Amidst all the pain and all the suffering of Jesus and the innocence in this moment, why is Barabbas even in this story. One preacher said it this way, this story is about Jesus. This is all about the Son of God leaving his throne in heaven and coming down to earth, likening himself unto sinful man, tempted in every way, but without one single solitary sin, planning, anticipating, 
even intentionally positioning himself to be arrested and put on trial. Why are we talking about Barabbas, a liar? Why are we talking about Barabbas, a rebel, an insurrectionist, a murderer? How is this even a choice? And yet, we stare in the face of that same decision today, this Easter, 2020. Barabbas or Jesus? They chose, give us Barabbas. Barabbas has been dead for over 2,000 years. But that spirit in which he operated lives on today. Our culture, our nation is making a choice on whom to follow. Politicians and professors advocate for so-called progression and enlightenment. There is a blur in the lines of moral absolutes, whether we are or ever have been one nation under God. I understand that this is getting a little heavy today. Well, man, this isn't very encouraging. Neither was the courtyard, friend. And sometimes life is not just about encouragement, it's about examination. Which crowd will I be a part of? The Bible has been removed as a viable piece of curriculum for our schools. Prayer to one true God in the name of Jesus is now in the same category as Allah and the prayers of Islam. Give us Barabbas. A baby in the womb is now just referred to as a fetus in an attempt to justify the mindless genocide of millions of unborn children in America alone. Give us Barabbas as families are torn apart in the name of convenience and love. Holy matrimony between one man and one woman is now devalued by premarital promiscuity, fornication, adultery, and even homosexuality. Men are emasculated and the virtuous woman who stands on scriptural truth is degraded. Confusion has so saturated our society that the line of which restroom an individual should stand in has now become a topic of divergence. The noise around is deafening, but the speech can be distilled into three simple words. Give us Barabbas. The world is boasting hatred towards America, Israel, Judaism, and Christianity. Persecution is prevalent and suppression of biblical conviction is evident. The cry across the earth is still a resounding, give us Barabbas. Give us his lifestyle. Give us his worldview, his rebellion, and the demand of his mindset. Give us what we want, when we want it, however we want it. We deserve this without investment. We deserve this without consequence for our action. I live on my terms. Who is this Jesus that he should be chosen over my preference, over my position? Give us Barabbas, a rightful role model of disrespect, a rightful role model that is unlawful and unruly and ultimately unholy. 
His spirit resides in the news anchor and the affiliate pushing a godless agenda down the throats of those who still claim a sense of morality, ridiculing the righteous and molding public opinion with blasphemous propaganda. He is the legislation that validates the pornographic industry, ravaging mental purity as future generations learn to worship at the altar of Asherah instead of the altar of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His immorality, his arrogance, his violence, and his confused values are chiefly influential over his followers. Just as it was in Pilate's courtyard, so is it today in the courtrooms of the United States of America. Barabbas is still in high demand. Give us Barabbas is the underlying cry on college campuses, corporate offices, and unfortunately, even dare I say, some churches. Religious leaders well-versed in the scriptures committed the supreme act of betrayal. They knew who Jesus was. They recognized him as the Christ, but they refused to relinquish their authority or position for his. Today, their counterparts are sharing this same message. It's an all-inclusive teaching claiming that all roads lead to God and his eternal kingdom. It's extended God's grace and God's mercy into tolerance and a license to continue in our sin, redefining salvation as if God Almighty now grades on the curve of hyper-exposure. Give us Barabbas. We want Barabbas. Barabbas is who we desire. Barabbas, we want to be free. Ancient manuscripts give us the full name of Barabbas. His full name? is actually Jesus Barabbas. Not Jesus of Nazareth, but Jesus Barabbas. It means the son of a father, counterfeit to the one true son of man who is faithful not to a father, but to the father. The choice we have today is the same choice that they had that day. The counterfeit version of Jesus or the authentic, give us Barabbas, Barabbas. But there was another crowd in that courtyard. Individually, they were just as loud, but collectively, they couldn't keep up in that moment. In that courtyard that day, there was God's remnant, God's faithful, God's few. See, Jesus always has his voices. And if you've been stuck in small groups, perk up. You're in great company, according to scripture. Those who are willing to follow Jesus into the courtyard, up the 
Via Della Rosa and to the foot of the cross. They were willing to show up with spices to an empty tomb on that resurrection day. There are still those who are hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Just as in the days of Elijah, there are those who have not yet bent their knee to the gods of Baal. Just as in the days of Elijah, there are still some who are saying no to the culture of tolerance. There are still some who forsake all and follow Jesus. There are still some who are not shouting unto Barabbas, but they have a different cry. They are crying with all of their soul, give me Jesus. He's the one I want. I don't want the counterfeit that the enemy sends. Give me Jesus of the sacred scriptures. Give me the living word of God. Give me the mediator between God and man. Give me the word made flesh and dwelt among us. Give me the rose of Sharon and the bright and morning star. Give me the king of glory, everlasting to everlasting. The king of kings and the Lord of lords, the Lamb of God and the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Give me Jesus, the pre-existing Christ, the one who was and is and is to come. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He was in the burning bush with Moses. He was the fourth man in the fire. Daniel encountered him in the den of lions. Give me Jesus, the crucified Christ, the Christ of Calvary, where Lucifer lost the ultimate victory, where the serpent's head was crushed in his name, where our condemnation is lifted and the curse of the law is reversed, where our death sentence is revoked and my sin is atoned. Give me Jesus, the resurrected Christ, the Christ of the empty tomb, who met the devil on his turf and won the victory on his own field. Give me Jesus, who loosed the curse of death and overcame its grave. Death couldn't hold him, hell couldn't have him, and the grave couldn't keep him. Give me Jesus, the forgiving Jesus. To the woman called in the adultery, he said, neither woman do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Who said to the crippled man, your sins are forgiven. Take up your mat and walk out of this place. Who stared down from the cross and proclaimed then as he's proclaiming today, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Give me the healing Jesus, the one who was wounded for my transgression, who was crushed for my iniquity, and by his stripes I receive healing physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. The great physician, the one who cast out demonic spirits, raised four-day-old dead men and centurion sons with just one word. His name is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Give me the ascended Christ, the one who is interceding at the right hand of the Father, who is my high priest, my mediator, and who gives me power over whatever I bind on earth and in heaven, as long as it's for his glory and in his name. Give me the baptizing Christ, the one that John proclaimed would baptize in the Holy Spirit and fire. Give me the 
Jesus who said, I'm going to send the comforter, one like and myself. Give me the Jesus who said you will receive power from on high to be my witnesses. The Spirit's baptism is proof that the Lord still occupies his throne. Give me the conquering Christ, the one who conquers my fear with his faith my sorrow with his joy, my sickness with his healing, my lack with his abundance, my poverty with his prosperity, my weakness with his strength, my sin with his mercy, my failure with his grace, my guilt with his restoration, the conquering king with a voice like many rushing waters. Give me the returning Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, the one who said, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. The one who said, look up, lift up your head because your redemption draweth nigh. The one that will ascend from heaven riding on a white horse with a robe drenched in blood and a golden sash and eyes like burning coals who will follow and lead the saints into the victory over all. Give me the unadulterated, purely relational gospel of Jesus Christ, the life that is Christ-centered, not self-centered, that I may know Christ, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. Give me Jesus, they proclaim. You turn Father, I pray right now for every single person that will watch this broadcast, that will hear this message today. I thank you, God, that your word does not return unto you void. I want to pray for you right now, wherever you are, if you can, if you can pay attention and 
remove any distractions. If not, I want to invite you to come back when you can. But right where you are, I want to invite you to open your hands. And if you're a follower of Jesus, then I want you to begin to plead his blood and proclaim his name. I'm sure that your need, that your fear, that your longing fits into one of those categories of who he is. Give me Jesus, pre-existing, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent. Give me Jesus, the risen one. For those of you who don't know that you know him, Maybe you've confessed him as Lord before, or maybe up to this point, you've only recognized him as the Christ, but you've never truly surrendered your life to him. You may want to lift your hands up to the ceiling, open up your heart and your spirit. And I want to invite you right now to pray this prayer of repentance. It's how we enter in to salvation where condemnation is lifted and the Father is able to forgive you. Church, believer, those who are doubting and unbeliever alike, I want to invite you right now, this Easter 2020, to refresh your commitment to Jesus. I want to invite you right now to pray this prayer with me out loud. Jesus, forgive me where I've fallen short. Maybe I recognized you as the Christ, but right now, this Easter, I confess you as Lord. I believe you live the perfect life. You died on purpose and you were resurrected for me. Take my life, make it yours. I choose you, Jesus, over this world and anything that it has to offer. I surrender my all to you. May I follow you with all of my heart from this day to forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to go right now for the first time or the first time in a long time. I want you to go right now to EuniceChurch.com. If you're from here, you know how to spell it. If you're not, it's E-U Nice Church, EuniceChurch.com. And I want you to click on the Watch Now tab. And I want you to fill out a connect card. And I want you to let us know what your decision for Jesus was today. I want you to email our office. Find some way to let us know. You can send us a message if you're watching on Facebook. You can email us at info at We want to celebrate with you. We want to send you a packet that will help you as you begin your journey or renew your journey in Jesus. Let us know how we can pray for you. If you have a prayer request, you can let us know that as well.
If you live in the area and we can help you in any way, please call our office, message us, email us, let us know what's going on. We are so grateful that you joined us this Easter of the thousands of churches that you could listen to online. And maybe some of you have already listened to some of them. You chose New Hope Church in Eunice, Louisiana. I believe God has great plans for us. And I believe that God has great plans for you. God bless you. Happy Resurrection Life.